mogaetse dumelang go ga ya this is another exciting episode uh, our guest she's from the township of umlazi uh, her parents introduced her to the music or to the music industry or to the singing i don't know about the fans there huh? <laughs> she shared the stage with the likes of yolanda adams pastor donnie mcclarken craig frankel mary mary and cc wines she's she's the queen i'm gonna say this on camera i've said it on the tl <laughs> <laughs> gonna kill you. i'm gonna defend that <laughs> she has been in the industry for more than 20 years yo family oriented oriented and the wife the one and only Please let's welcome Ausintogozo Mbambo to Gospel Church with Neo. Sao Bon. That Sao Bon is tragic. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm trying I, to yeah, yeah, yeah. That's as far as it goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I think above everything, you you are doing a great job. Uh, you hear this all, almost every single day. You're ministering, you're singing. But uh, you you mentioned or like it was your parents who brought you to the music and the singing. It started in church. Like any other guest who sit on the yellow couch, they either say, no, I started singing at, five, at six years or at church. So I'm still trying to research for like this six years thing. How true is it? It's very true. <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's the same for me, man. Mm. Um, I started singing, I think my first encounter with an audience was at the age of four, actually. Yeah. And uh, what had happened was my mom was a worship leader in our church. Mm. Um, and so obviously Sunday during offering, she would every now and then um, do a solo item. And mm. so at home she was practicing for her solo. Mm. And uh, so she would, um, during those days it was a cassette. Um, so she would put was a it cassette or... No, no. It, these things. What do they call them? Uh, no, it was okay. called the cassette. Yes, okay. <laughs> it was a cassette. Literally, um, the one way. Yeah. Yeah, no vibe. So she would put in the cassette and um, rehearse at home, and she kept rehearsing. She kept rehearsing, and then she apparently she realized that I'm actually starting to sing along with mm. her, and so then the next time she said um, that I should sing it on my own, and. I sang it and I sang okay. it quite quite well. And then she then they decided <laughs> that instead of her singing the song, they're gonna make me sing the song okay. in front of the church on Sunday. Okay. And then I did exactly that. And so that's basically how it all began for me. Yeah. Because like your your life from the childhood, you were always with your parents singing and all that. You never feel like they kinda robbed you that you being a child vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I felt that way then. Yeah. <laughs> I did feel that way then because I remember I was I was the little girl um, that would come to um, weddings wearing a two piece and stockings and mm -hmm. um, my sandals, you know, with the little heel, with the kitten heel. You know, I'd be that kind of, that little girl while the other kids are wearing jeans and t shirts <laughs> and stuff. 
I would be the girl that looks like a, a 60 year old granny <laughs> at a wedding. You know? <laughs> it would upset me mm. then, you know. Um, but now that I'm a little older, I think I realized that uh, my, you know, my, my mother was my stylist at that time. Okay. And I realized now that she was actually kind of preparing me for where I'm where I'm Where here. you are now today. Yeah, for where I am today, you know. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful for it now. Mm. I mean, then I hated it. You know, I mm. hated those stockings. I hated that two-piece. Um, but because I was a child and I was a good girl, I would do what I was told. Mm. Um, mm. But, but honestly, I don't think I was robbed of a childhood. Okay. I feel okay. like I was protected. Um, my parents did a great job in protecting me. And in preserving the gift that God had placed on wow, my life. Wow, that's great. And I don't know how many people know that you were once part of uh, the BV star, Pastor Benjamin Dube. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that happened once. That was that was quite an experience. That was really quite an experience. Um, you know, and and that was actually the first time I met Mahalia actually yeah. as well. So it was it was a beautiful experience. I think it was my first time, um, you know, being a in in that kind of in that stage, kind of in stage that environment. Yeah. and it was amazing it was incredible but that that stage i mean like we see abu boing and colin from there we see quite a lot of people and then when you see them together like yeah these are the same people yeah. there. but then uh for you 15 years you joined joyous joyous celebration six you you even lead a song there uh even today it's not easy to lead a song from joyous Probably the scariest platform ever. Is it? It I mean, is. Yeah, I, I could agree also because that's like the the university of uh, our music industry yeah. in South Africa. And the thing about a joy joy celebration concert is that when you get there, there's just so many people. Yeah, it's a huge audience. And me being a 15 year old, Mina, I would close my eyes. <laughs> Were you the, the youngest member by that time? I was. Because uh, that's I was when the youngest we member. We saw Abu, Margaret Mutsahe, CSV. Yeah. I think also Wokeke were there. Yeah. Or they came later. Yeah. I think I still hold the record of youngest <laughs> member ever. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think I still hold the record of youngest member ever. Yeah. And it was, and it, was, it, was it was an, it was intimidating, scary, but yet exciting all at the same time. Okay. You know, it was just so exciting and it was it's such a blessing man looking back now yeah i just see the grace of god and i think you left at 15 which is like 10 years of joyous if my math is yeah, right it was it was 11 actually 11 i was there for 11 years of my life <laughs> and like because like i think uh the the environment there it's it can be stressful and you also had to do your studies yeah how, how were you balancing all that as a young person from kz to Jobek? i mean Jobek is such a busy place even today i don't love Jobek. i'm a praetorian <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it, it was quite difficult but not to blow my own horn or anything but i was always an a student um <laughs> growing up i mean I, i'd be most humble humbly mm, saying mm. it um but i was always an a student um so my parents basically made a deal with me they said that if if we allow you to do this mm. um then you have to make sure that you're you stay an a student you mm. cannot um you know your marks can't go down and they told me that if my marks ever go down then they'll take the joyous thing away from me 
Yeah. So I was like, there's no way. So <laughs> basically, you, you wanted to, to see this thing working out for you in terms of like the singing and for yeah. it to go far as as it is today. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure that I, I had to make sure that both excel. I couldn't yeah. have um, one excelling and one suffering. Mm-hmm. So they both had to excel. So I would basically... Um, I'd, I'd only most of the time I'd come to rehearsals either just before school closes or during school holidays okay. and then um, when that happened when I'd have to come to Joburg my parents handed me over to my Margaret Mutsache and she would I would be in her home and she would be the one looking after me and my Margaret was so strict um, she'd be like <laughs> you know every now and then she'd ask me how I'm doing with my schoolwork and um, I'd also get extra lessons as well when I'd go back to school mm. and then um, call some of my friends and ask them what did I miss and then they'd help me out um, you know figuring out and, mm. and, and, I, and I did pretty good yeah, yeah. I did really well and like to to see where you are today like you you have a great story to tell i mean you are one of the best vocalists we have in south africa i'm not gonna shy away from saying that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, at some stage before you could do gospel i believe you were told or like it's not gonna sell you have to do r&d but then you kept on saying like you want this what pushed you to to do gospel Mm -hmm. even though from church you are christians and all that but you had other options yeah where you could do afro pop r&b quieto <laughs> hip hop <laughs> exactly <laughs> um you know um i always say that for me the the light bulb moment where i i literally knew that this is this is what god had purposed for my life mm. and this is what god had called me to do um, was actually the day that I received Christ as my Lord and Savior, mm. and I was thirteen year old. Thirteen years old, I remember. One of those ten crusades that was organized by our church, and um, even then, I'd already started singing in concerts yeah. and, and so forth. But I'd never personally made the decision, mm. you know, mm. of accepting Christ into my heart. And um, I remember Umamnanuami, who's actually. Um, I'm sure you saw her at the United Tour. She opened, yeah, um, yeah. Mother prayer. Yeah. So that's that's my aunt, my So she would always piss them in, ask me, "What's in this one?" You know, and I was just wasn't this, but you don't have a date. There must be a date. Because sorry to, to disturb I I personally think especially for, for us who grew up in church. Yeah. We already have that mindset like uh, I'm exactly because, uh, I'm because my parents yeah. I it doesn't work like that. You know, salvation is a personal decision, you know, it mm. doesn't go um by family it's not a family inheritance. Mm. <laughs> you mm. know, mm. you have to personally make that decision. Woodsy you know and then she kept asking me she kept asking me until this one week i was like oh my gosh let me just get this over and done with (laughs) you know at first that was my attitude um and then my friend also had the same issue as well so when we got that um you know opportunity during the crusade um and i just remember which i didn't even raise my hand but i just it felt like literally something picked me up from my seat mm. and 
I felt like I was floating all the way to the altar, to the altar okay. you know. And um, I, I, I truly believe that that was the Holy Spirit, man. Because sometimes, you know, we, you make a decision, you decide, it's okay, this is the day. And then something within is like, eh, but what will people say? Mm, I don't mm. want to... We, we always worry about the next person. Exactly. But the Holy Spirit was like, girl, today is your day. Mm. And it just felt like just God's overwhelming presence and I accepted Christ like that. And with uh, your journey up until today, you are still serving in church. I might be wrong. Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, how important is it for for the artist or for the A-list artist to continue to serve within the church because it's not, we don't see this now and again. Some people, they take this as a gig, but then yeah. you are still serving. Umtian is, is also still serving in church. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's so important. Um, more especially because we grew up in church. We know um, um, Uguti, how the kingdom of God works. You know, um, my gift, I truly believe, is that it's not just a career thing for me, but, but ultimately I'm serving the kingdom of God. And in serving the kingdom of God, there are certain principles and there are certain ways that we're supposed to live as Abazalwan, you know, as children of God. Um, and part of that entails being, um, you know, in a local church. It, it entails being submitted under a pastor, under a covering. Um, if you take all throughout the Bible, um, from the day of Moses, Moses looked after the children mm, of Israel, mm. you know, Abraham had his family, yes. you know, so, you know, it just goes on and on and on and on, you know, even the apostles, you know, they had churches that they looked after. So it's, it's just the way the kingdom of God works. It works with accountability, ah, you know, which is ah, extremely important. Uh, you know, you cannot be a lone ranger in the body of Christ because we are different parts and we all connect to form one body. Mm. And, and that's exactly what it's about. And when we, when you, detach yourself yes, from ma'am. that you know then then you're exposing yourself because you're uncovered you're exposed and it's easy for the enemy to reach you mm. because you're not covered so mm. um i'd say it's extremely important you know <laughs> for you to find yourself a covering yeah. you know where you you know, where you're not going to be a celebrity um, because ultimately the ultimate celebrity is jesus christ you know something that will remind you Wuti, you are a part of the body, of, the of, body Christ. of Christ, you know, that will also help in you in staying humble as well. When recognize, Uguti, you know, my gift is for the kingdom. Mm. You know, my gift is not so that I can receive praise and glory, but my gift is to serve the body of Christ and also to bring the lost into mm. the body. Mm. Wow. Wow. Okay. That was so good. And, uh, you're talking about the gift and the, the celebrity, I think we are within the generation where pride is killing our, our most of our young people because uh, I mean someone like you who's big and doing well uh, they will say no man I'm I'm Dogozumbam after all I need to have some gigs people are calling me why should I serve in church yeah it's so important man to serve mm. because um, we the fact that we call ourselves Christians be, the word Christians, part of it is Christ. Mm. So Christians are basically followers of Christ. And if you want to follow Christ, that means you want to be like him. And mm. if you want to be like him, then you must do things like him. Like him and, and act Jesus, like him. Jesus, you know, he put it plainly in the word that he came to serve. Yeah. 
that was his life. His life was a life of service. And when we don't do that, then that means we're not followers of Christ. Mm. Okay. <laughs> uh, your first album, Bambelele, it never did the things, never hit the market. Yeah. And what was your experience after that and prior that? Oh, man. Wait, before you answer, was it the album you did in Peter Marisbeck? No. It's not that one? No. That's, no, that's not that one. Okay. Bambelela is my very first album that I did um, actually under Sony Music. Mm. Um, very, yo, 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 yo. It was actually, my father actually decided to fund it himself. Mm. Um, so we worked with Mfunde Sumtunzinamba, who is a huge part of um, my musical journey. Mm. And mm. I always hear people pray, praising um, my musicality and my vocal um, abilities and I always have to go back and give credit to him because mm, he's mm. the one that actually nurtured the gift and he's the one that taught me everything that mm. I know you know what people get to experience now is a it was really cemented and 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 nurtured and molded through the mentorship of Mfundi Sumtunzi Namba that was just a market. Um, okay, so Bambelela, um, my father and I, uh, so my parents funded the entire project, basically. Mm. Um, we recorded with Pastor Tunzi. Um, he was a producer of the project. Um, I remember we would so much drive from Durban to Joburg because studios were in Joburg at that time. Everything was in Joburg. Yeah, you know. So this is like, I think I was in grade <laughs> 10. I was in grade 10, grade 9, 10. So we started working on the project when I was in grade 9 and grade sure. 10. Um, and I think it was only released when I was in grade 11. So it really took a while. <laughs> <laughs> so so during school holidays, my dad and I would get in the car, and we'd drive to Joburg, um, go in the studio with Mfundi Sunamba, um, get working. We would even we'd sleep over at, at his place as well because um, Postum Tunzi and my dad are friends from decades Way back, eons yeah. you know yeah. um ago so he's he's like a second dad to me mm. and uh so we'd stay at their house and then work on the studio and 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 it, it was a great project i absolutely loved working on it but yo it was hard <laughs> <laughs> or anyone who's worked with the pasta number can tell mm. you that he is very hard he's not um Yo, 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 he's extremely hot. Some days I come out of the studio feeling like I don't want to do this anymore. Because of you. I don't want my mommy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go home. Because <laughs> he was so hard on me. And, and, and I remember my dad would be like, hey, just relax. Just do what you're told and just chill. So, so you, you never wonder that like this person in your home is nice and all that. The coolest guy ever. <laughs> the coolest guy ever. As soon as we walk in the door of his house. But as soon as we walk in the door of the studio. It's another person. Different story. <laughs> uh, and I really feel like he was the hardest on me. Uh, Vocal-wise. And, and I thank him for that. I was about to say maybe he saw the potential in <laughs> you. Did. The diamond in you. And he was just trying to sharpen it up and iron it well. He really did. He really did. And he never left um, like a, a note out of place. He made sure 
like to the T. And it started with um, recording the Bambelela project. Mm. And it got even worse when I joined Joyous Celebration. You know what he would do? After every show of Joyous, he would um, get a recording of that. Mm-hmm. And specifically my song. And then he would, and then we'd go to his car and then he played in his car. And then he'd say, what do you say? What do you think? How do you think you did? Is this a trick question? <laughs> Is this a trick question? I'm like, I, I, I think I did okay. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, okay, maybe not so great. He's like, yeah, you can do better. And then literally we would go through line by line and he'd pause and he'd say, how could you have done this better? How could you have sung it better? Mm. Content wise, mm. what could you have mm. said? You said too many yes. What does that say? Uye mm. is not even in the Bible. <laughs> you know? He'd be like, what does the word of God say about this? So he really helped me in my vocal. Yeah. And keep on believing. He was nominated for, for best, best gospel con- contemporary. And I think uh, in the, at the Crown's it got three nominations also, yeah. which I think that's the album that said hi. Yeah. Hi, please. <laughs> it really did. Um, I think because with Keep On Believing, that's when I actually um, started to work with Uba Bumba at Saumtia. And, um, you know, it was it was really cool to work with him. It was really, really amazing. Mm. And, and we had so much fun. It was mm. absolutely awesome. Mm. I loved how... Um, you know how he, he, he. I think he was the first person that actually said, you know, there's more to to, to music than just singing. Mm. You know, you can write. You know, you can add. Woody, what do you hear? What mm. do you see? Mm. And that was really great because I had never really explored um, the side of production and so forth until he came into my life, mm. and that and that was a really great eye eye opener. And. 2012, uh, Lyric Theatre, a year after giving birth, uh, that was your solo career. What what motivated you to go solo and say, like, I'm done with Joyous, I've learned, I've been through primary, I went to high school, <laughs> university, yeah. now I've graduated after 11 years? Yeah, man. Um, I think it it was um yo I love saying I think <laughs> <laughs> Let me say it was. Yeah. What pushed um me was you know when you know when you you know that there's somewhere that you're supposed to go to and you know that there's something out there and it's just bubbling on the inside of you mm. and it's and it's pushing you saying get now's yeah. the time now's the time you know and i really believe that that was the calling and god's purpose really um being you know you know forcing me mm. out of my comfort zone because the thing about being in a group setting is that you get comfortable in it it's it's you know you because you're you don't have to work as hard too hard you know because there's you know, everything is being done yeah you, just you know there's protection yeah, yeah. on every side you know there's certain songs you don't have to sing because someone else is gonna sing mm. um you know so there's 
certain parts that are covered because you're within a group you just mm. have to do this one thing mm. and that's it mm. whereas with a solo career you literally have to do everything yourself you know so um I, we, basically i got comfortable in that setting of you know this is i'm cool with that mm. you know mm. oh thank you thank, you. thank, thank you, you very much thank you for the tea <laughs> okay so i got comfortable in the in the setting of being within a group. I mean, with Joyce, you literally just have to show up, you know, mm. and everything's taken care of. Sound, stage, lighting, food, mm. <laughs> you know, everything's there. And with a so solo career, it's completely different. And, you know, it, it was time, man. It was really time. You know, finally, and find his own apartment. responsible. Mm. It was, it was really literally just that. And, uh, with all the years, man, uh, uh, personally, I think you and Wabambata, you are an example of what I can say, a godly marriage. Uh, we see a lot of things are happening within the gospel space. Backstage, we, we see quite a lot of things, but then you guys... Yes, that's it. So, but then you guys, you you are still together and you are still running your race together. Yeah. You you are never on the front pages for no, this and this, or you are never on the newspapers or anything bad. But what whenever we see you guys, it's all about love. It's all about you preaching the gospel. It's all about you singing to the people and ministering. Yeah. What has been that thing, you know, like illiterate, illiterate, or like, dude, we have to do this? Recently, you celebrated 14. Yeah, 14 years. And may the Lord bless me, Vazelan. Continue. Receive it. <laughs> receive it, man of God. Receive it. <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's such a blessing to be married to that man. Yeah. You know, he's, he's absolutely amazing. He is. You know, you know, you you have your list ne, of things that you have, Wooty. I want a guy like this. I want a guy like this. I want a guy like mm. this. I want a guy like this. You know, but he's he's above and beyond my list, and I truly believe that that is God sent. Only God can send me such a gift, and um, I'm truly grateful. Um, I think first of all, the first thing about our relationship was that I I wanted to be sure. <laughs> I wanted to be sure that he's the one, mm. uh, more especially because I didn't have the greatest of examples around me um, of, of, of what marriage God's way should be, mm. you know, and how it's, you know, a happy marriage. You know, I didn't have the greatest of examples. And so uh, being a teenager, I was like, there's no way I'm going to get married. No way I'm going to get married. And then I got married at the age of 22. Can you imagine? Oh. So I like I I guys I'm thirty and I don't want to get into details. I went Continue. against my own word. <laughs> I went against my own word at such a young age, you know. I punked myself. <laughs> and um but I wanted to be so sure about him being the one, you know. Mm. And that was and it was it was really important. So I re honestly I asked for God to give me a sign. I was like, God I need a sign mm -hmm. because I don't want to be wasting my time in a relationship that's not going anywhere. I don't have time for that. And I really want to be sure that this is your plan for my life. Mm. 
I asked for a sign and God gave me two. God gave me two signs. And mm -hmm. from the first one was from a complete stranger, man I'd never met before. And he said a word that just really just it was like the holy spirit was like hmm, ding dong ding dong ding dong and then the second one was um actually came from him he said something mm. concerning something that i was going through that um um and then god used him to confirm to me that he's the one because i had insecurities about love mm. and um and and what it what it really is and what it really means um and i remember that for me utand was a foreign notion i thought it would see there's no way um and then he sent me a verse which is very corny i know it's stupid but <laughs> it's extremely corny and then he sent me a verse this one day um i think it's from the book of john first john if i'm not mistaken um where it speaks about um love being fearless mm, mm. the fearlessness of love and that's how we should love one another and then he sent me that verse and he said i love you without fear I was like, <laughs> 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 and i was a gone girl from that moment on gone girls worldwide I was a gone girl from that moment onwards. And I think mm. what really makes our relationship work is that we we made a decision that we will always be intentional in our mm. love for each other and we'll always make an effort. Mm. You know, because um, sometimes when you've been with someone for so long, we are we are slack going on, but we made it a a promise to each other that mm. we would always make an effort. But how, how do you balance, I mean, the music side, the business side, the family, the wife, the kids? I mean, you, you guys, you are all musician. He yeah. gets busy, you get busy, different gigs, but then you still have to build your family. How do you all do that? Yeah, it gets crazy. It gets crazy. Um, but the nice thing is that like 80% of the work that we do, we do it together okay that's nice so that's that's a nice thing but still 80 percent of work doesn't necessarily mean that we've spent time together <laughs> we still have to make time for the relationship side because mm. we're, we're like that we're very you know when, when we're working we're working mm. there's no relationship yet you know and we've learned to i think the beautiful thing is that with us we we started working together before we actually fell in love with okay. each other so we we sort of um established a working formula before we actually fell in love you mm. know a formula that works and that's what we've been working with that formula ever since you know so he understands my strengths i understand his strengths he understands my weakness and i understand his weaknesses and we 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 feed off of each other's strengths and cover each other's weaknesses when we're working and and it really is i love working with that man and now you just mentioned Jorge, like uh, you and babam tunzi you were close and i believe he came through joyous through babam babam tunzi on joyous night so babam tunzi is, is he the link between the <laughs> no, two no no he's not the link between the two actually the person who brought him to joyous is actually mfundu sutlongwane okay mfundu sutlongwane is the one that actually brought him into joyous celebration and we actually joined the same year ironically mm. and at some point my father even asked him to teach me how to play the piano 
So it's just a. <laughs> it's just a whole lot of things. There, just, there are a lot of packages. Yeah, I remember because I remember that when <clears throat> when my dad found out that um we're um we're getting married, he didn't know about the relationship, but my mom knew because mm. my mom and I were besties, mm. you know. So mm. my mom knew everything about me. Um, so my dad didn't know about the relationship, and when he found out about my relationship, is it so? You know, because that's how it's done in the Zulu culture. Uh, so he was so upset. Like, he didn't talk to me for weeks. Like, we'd meet a passage in the passageway at home, and he'd be like, I'm like, good morning. And he'd like, why, dude? <laughs> and later he says, no, he felt betrayed. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> betrayed because he brought in this young man mm -hmm. that he was a he's a huge fan to this day my dad's a new huge fan wow. of my husband wow he says he brought in this young man in his home and he's the one that that asked this young man to be my musical director mm. and asked him to teach me how to play the piano and he went in <laughs> and took his daughter to be his wife <laughs> so yeah there's a whole lot of other things but i just think it was just god ordering our steps mm. and mm. you know just Making sure that we end up together. And uh, you, we are, our times are different from back then. Uh, what's one thing that you learned through your 11 years with Joyas? You are still applying those tactics, if I may put it that way, uh, even in your personal journey or your solo career. Hmm. The one thing that I learned. There's quite a few. Okay. Um, but I think one of them would be um, back then there was a huge emphasis for us that was put on um, making sure that you serve the people that have come to see you, you know, make sure that you go all out, you know, make sure that you, for lack of a better word, put on a show. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's that's something that I learned from there. From there, Uguti, you go all out. You bring your A game every single time. No matter how tired you are, no matter how exhausted you are, the people who come through that door do not care about that. They don't know that. They just want you and your A game. Mm. And um, that's that's something that I learned back then. Uguti, you bring it. Every single time you get given a microphone, you must bring it. Yeah. Mm. And uh, we have seen how the media spaces are so. How? Oh. <laughs> 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 we have seen how the media, social media spaces are so mal malicious towards celebrities and all that. And uh, I'm asking this based on what happened to you back in 2013. After you have accepted your first summer, uh, you were, should I say, bullied or whatsoever because of your weight and all that. How, what if impact did those words do to you? Because there are those who will say positive things about yeah. you and your music. <clears throat> then there are those who are just coming with their agenda. Man, social media is brutal. Um, it's probably why, one of the many reasons why my kids aren't on social media, why people will never you know, seen yeah, in the media yeah, spaces and yeah. so forth. Because um, my husband and I established very early on that there are certain things that are sacred 
and that are private and that are, that are personal that we have to keep to ourselves as a family mm. and our children are sacred mm. and we mm. want to make sure that we keep them that way you mm. know they didn't ask to be in the public space we made that decision and we cannot make that decision for them yes. if they want to be in the public space they can make that decision when they're old enough mm. so that's why we keep them out of all media spaces i mean if you come to our shows you'll definitely see them because they come to our shows but you won't be able to take a picture with them and you won't see them on the media or on our social mm. media because of that's one of the many reasons wow. and um i remember in 2013 and i was highly pregnant do you know <laughs> i was highly pregnant i think like a few weeks after that i actually gave was it the, her, the, my the second daughter yeah because i know at 15 you're also pregnant Joya's 15. Yeah, Joya's 15. 15. Yeah, Joya's 15. Joya's 15. Thank you for clearing that up. I was not pregnant at the age of 15. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yes. Um, so that was... Um, I was pregnant with my second daughter um, in 2013. I remember I was at the Summers. And um, yeah, man, I mean, people are nasty and people can say what they say. Um, but the thing about, I think I've, I've learned over the years is um, I'm not, I try to stay away from it. Mm. From that, from then onwards, because I, and you know, when you're, when you're pregnant or oh, you wouldn't know, you have no idea what that is. <laughs> And you never will. <laughs> yes, definitely. So ladies, I'm pretty sure there are ladies out there who would understand me when I say that. When you're pregnant, you've also got a whole... You're dealing with so many hormones as well. There's just so many emotions going on. And um, to be bullied in such a way just mm, adds mm. injury um, to to the whole thing. It just makes it even worse. So I definitely... I know Ngakowisha. I remember I was at that moment. And um, I'm so blessed to be surrounded by wonderful family and friends who are mm. always there to, to, know, to remind me of what's important. And um, yeah, but ever since then, I don't... You don't engage that much. Nah. And over the years, since then, like, your timeline is always clean. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I'm like, hmm, this is what we're doing. That's okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I okay. try, I try, I try to, because, uh-uh, because it, cause it gets, it gets to a point where I'm like, hmm, and, and you can't answer. <laughs> there. <laughs> there is a, something that I saw here. I'm going to read it loud. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was wrote 22 September 2018. Uh, on SOP 8, uh, Benjamin, can you please also include in Tokozo and in Ubek as the guest? And oh, Leweso Kobel and Lewahan Kapol. And then Bishop <laughs> responded, We tried for volume 7 but failed. Have you been reached out to join the part of, be part of Spirit of Praise? <laughs> No, it's on the timeline. It's Why are you doing this to me? It's on the timeline. <laughs> I have been asked to um, to be part of uh, Spread of Praise before, and um, I declined. There's nothing wrong with declining. It just didn't fit yes. with what I wanted to do at that time. Okay. Yeah. And um, I've even I was even supposed to be part of uh, Pastor Benjamin Dubois, one of his one of his. Uh, in his presence mm, um, recordings um, but <clears throat> it clashed with at 
uh, I remember that there was a huge clash with dates because that we same weekend I was actually booked in the US, so okay. I so I couldn't make it that time. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I, I think I think when the time is right, it will happen. It will happen. It will you know, happen, sometimes yeah. we try to force things and hurry them up, but if it's yeah. not yet time, it's cool to just take chill time and take time, everything. and then when when the time is right, it will happen. Uh, will you ever do a song with Mahali? I know you guys are friends. Definitely. I'd love to. I'd love to. I think I think it's easy to to name names of people I'd want to work with. Yeah. The issue is finding the song. Finding the like, song, that's There has to be yeah. like the, the over and above having great voices, you have to have the song. Yeah. You know, yeah. a song that will just perfectly match for the both of exactly, you. Exactly, you know. So it's 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 not just about the collaboration, but the song the has song to be again right, is to be know? right. And I truly believe that we will write that song someday and we will get to do this mm. together. It will definitely happen. Uh your album Spirit and Life, one of my favorite albums because of the lyrical content. The sales, I don't think they were good. I might be wrong. Am I right or wrong? You're actually quite wrong. That actually, that album actually did pretty good, and it actually did good, like it did great, like a couple of years later. Oh, okay, not during that. No, yeah, okay. It left us bankrupt, dude. Like we, <laughs> we were broke, broke. Because everything, like broke, the production of that album, debt. was was classic. No, we were broke, broke. And in serious debt afterwards. Yeah. We had to go and apologize to some people, um, a whole lot of people, because it's really important to be accountable as well. Mm. Um, you can't just, um, and then just, you can't do that. You have to go back to people and apologize and make things right. We had to do that. <clears throat> you know, I remember um, one of our service providers, we were only able to pay him after two years. Yeah. You know, because it was, but dude. We just had to do it. <laughs> it was one of those things where you're like, I have to do it, and now's the time to do it. Like, it's just, it has to be this. Mm. If it's not this, then it's not the one. Um, and, and I'm grateful that we did it. I'm really grateful that we did it because it opened some unimaginable doors. I probably only started seeing the fruits of that three years later. Wow, wow. I promise you, there was a there was even a stage in our lives where we didn't even have a car for two years. You know, it was it was no, they were blind, <laughs> they were blind, and lot of people are being Ew. blessed. <laughs> people are being blessed by the album. And they're like, wow, oh no, Venus you know, and then you have to go. Taking an Uber home, yeah, know, because you don't have a car. You, uh, someone sitting there will just want but a whole dog was on Bambo, not without a car. Dude, dogs on Bambo is human. <laughs> and you know, right now I'm just thinking, why am I saying dogs on Bambo? Is it because of the brand instead of dogs on Bat? It's the brand, but it it, it 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 is it is what it is. You know, I think. The thing that push, pushed us then was um, a saying that we heard a couple of years before that that said, only a fool wouldn't <clears throat> invest in himself. Mm, mm. Only a fool wouldn't invest in himself. If you're not willing to invest in the dream that you have, if you're not willing to invest in 
this great idea that you think is just absolutely marvelous, then why would why should somebody else? Hmm. You know, I truly believe that that would that was our moment of seeding into my career, into getting the benefits that I have mm. today, you know, because um, I, I truly believe that doing it that way um, set me apart and it did amazing things for the brand and for the career, you know, and from then onwards, things just... They just like after that album, 2015. Yeah, it was 2015. 2015, you know, things ICC. just... Like yo, and funny enough, it was pegged, and a week after Kayaza recording, it was incredible. You know, it's 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 one of those things when you look back, you're like, yeah. Listen, a week before that recording, <laughs> I almost haven't had an anxiety attack. Yo, cause like the music is amazing. I mean, the music is always perfection. Mm. You know. But production-wise, we've paid for absolutely nothing. The only thing that we've paid for is the venue. Mm. The only thing we have is that the the theaters, the the place is sold out. But even if you're sold out, it doesn't even cover half of the cost. Half of everything. Post <laughs> production, pre production. You know, it's just it was a mess. And I I remember, Guti, I was this close to having an anxiety attack. Because it was just, you know, I was just in that state of just being depressed. I'm like, but God, you told me to do this, you know. You said I must do it. I pre- I know that it was you. Mm. This was all you. Then why is nothing coming together, you know. And ironically enough, things did somehow, some way, somehow God touched people. And it did come together, yeah. you know. And, and it really... Um, is incredible. Uh, my husband and I always call it our faith project mm. um, because we literally stuck a tape, stuck a step of, of faith, and just went all out with nothing in our pockets, absolutely nothing. Because I remember you just to re, just to <laughs> emphasize of how bad it was. <laughs> I would wake up early in the morning when we had rehearsals. I'll wake up early in the morning and cook for the band and the singers. Sure. Because I didn't have money to buy no Nando's. I didn't have money. And they to love buy no Nando's. KFC. These guys. I had no dude. I had no money. <laughs> I had zilch. We had nothing. The only thing we had was a crossbar. And the faith. And faith. That's more like. So I wake up yeah. at like three in the morning, cook, cook food, and then um, uh, get get everything sorted, and then quickly take a shower in the morning. Ten o'clock. I'm ready to go. To rehearsal, pack pots into a plate, into the boot of a car and go to rehearsal. Get there, have rehearsals, during lunch, and then during during lunch. Because that that was all that we could afford at that time. Mm. And this is the rehearsals <laughs> for that album. Yeah. So I'd wake up early in the morning, get home so tired, exhausted. There are kids also. There are kids that I have to look after. Fangans the shorts, the family eats in the evening. Yo. And we have to go through songs for the next day because we, Ntia uh, is very, yo, he's a perfectionist to the T. So he wants to make sure what he, he pre-plans rehearsal. Mm. So we would go through the next day's stuff that we're going to do at rehearsal as well. So all of that's when we get home and then 
get like three hours of sleep, wake up at three and then start cooking for everybody. Mm, mm. Because I was like, this is it. This is what God wants me to do. I'm willing to do it at all costs, you know. And sometimes there are things, there are dreams and visions that God gives us that it will take you to do even things that you never thought you'd mm, do in mm. order to make sure that it happens. Mm, mm, mm. And the thing about us fans is that we we never worry about the production. We just want music. Amen. Small music. <laughs> want music. I mean, people are crying for new music now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are we are we gonna get something? Because I know you you did moments in times. Yeah. Moments in times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then there was the first Noel and at which project again that was the last project you yeah, did yeah that was the last one and recently there's an ep that's coming guys best believe me it was recorded in hope restoration <laughs> 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 are you gonna drop those songs definitely we were actually testing the waters <laughs> so we've been working on music since beginning of the year okay. with um uh, we've been in studio um, yes, it's been a lot of hard work. Um, I think that's part of my exhaustion. Mm, mm. <laughs> um, but but it's actually been so incredible. I think this will probably be the first project where I've written so much on an album, you know. So um, it's going to be interesting. Where, where do you find like this is my best self? Within the studio or live recordings? I know live recordings are expensive. Yeah, live recordings are very expensive. Um, I don't know. I feel like... In studio, I think I'm more at home in studio. Are you not limited within the studio? No, I don't feel like I'm limited. I feel like I'm more free in the studio. Um, because, you know, when you're standing in front of an audience, us girls, you know, I have to pull down my dress, you know. Am I covered? You know, kind of vibes. You know, and it, there's just a whole lot of things going on. There's the light. Sometimes the push one, I light, eh? You know, mm. and sometimes um, it's just a whole lot of things going on live. I think I haven't done a studio album since my first album. Mm. So it'll be kind of interesting. I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to this. I feel mm. like I'm more at home in studio because I get to do things the way that I want to do them and the way that I'm hearing them. Mm. You know, sometimes when you're on stage, you're, hear, you're hearing something inside and you're not able to do it. Mm. You know, because of certain, because when you're live, a moment passes and then that's it. You can't reverse. You, 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 and, you, can, you, and you can't go into it. Can I just do that one more time? Can you please do that line again? Can I redo that line? Just one more, one more time. Because even at the um, United Tour, there's a line there where I literally just swapped vowel sounds in oh. the sentence. Oh. And I was so angry with myself. I was like, how? And it's literally something as mundane as one letter. Yeah. An E and an O. Wow. You know, and I put them in the wrong places, you know. So that's one of the irritating things about live. But I love live though, because you get to mm. feed off of the people, and the people get to feed off of you. And it's just a 
yo, there's just something magical about the being, audience. Yeah, also. man. Yeah. It's and just those replaces also. You know, you can't you can't buy that. Yeah, That's something never. else. That's something else. So I'm still confused, but but there's definitely new music um, that you can be rest assured of. And what what the United tour are you guys gonna go to other province because ish northwestern it's always Joey Ben KZN. Can't and it's time to northwest. Where you go see? As Ntela Ntela was on bus, Kulegele Abo. Still the body of Christ. Coming together and just pray and intercede for Praying us. Praying tongues, Bazelwa. You know, and not just pray, and also maybe send money. <laughs> <laughs> You know, send money or, or, or pray that God touches people to release. Release, yeah. You know? Because <laughs> it's really not cheap, you mm. know. And the thing about us is that, you know, we're such perfectionists and we want things to be at a certain level. I mm. think you saw now yeah. at, at the yeah. United. So we, we just always want to make sure that we bring it, mm. you know, like mm. I said earlier. And um, so we really, because we, we, want, we want people to see what to be honor them. Mm. You know, as much as they took the time, they took Imali. I mean, nowadays, you know, the economy is at a state, you know. We are able to you know, and for people to actually make the time and to take out Imali that they could have used for something else and to buy a ticket, that should be honored on its own. So we want to make sure that when they come there, they really fully get what they paid for, mm, you know, mm. and even above, you know. So, um, yeah, but we are, <laughs> we are speaking to some people. We are working out a plan. Um, so, yeah, I can't exactly say where, but there are a couple of places okay. that we're, okay. yeah, that we have inquired. We, there's going to be a site vis- visit very soon as well. Um, yeah, Ulunga knows, so... <laughs> I'll I'll send my scorpions guys <laughs> and I'll find out very soon. <laughs> but uh, not, not, nonetheless, uh, like the three of you guys, the first thing the show was sold out. Uh, just the, the day, few days, I was telling a friend like you know, I think it's time for you guys to consider going to a stadium, because uh, that's how big the United Tour is. And uh, I don't doubt you guys can fill up a stadium. Have you ever considered that? Dude. Fill up FMB. Yeah, dude, <laughs> bro. Yeah, they should try that, yeah? Bruh. <laughs> Bruh, you know how much work goes into a stadium? <laughs> and it's like three million to book no, a stadium. Dude. <laughs> dude, I mean, if we're able to get funding for that, why not? Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but let me not be... A person that has no faith mm. i think with god all things are possible so we receive that impartation mm. of stadium mm. and we shall mm. see you amen 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 <laughs> uh recently you were part of the jesus collective the song is coming out the album is coming out in november august august, august yes. yes and they just dropped an album and they went quiet but like okay guys you can't just give us a taste and go quiet. <laughs> do you have a song there? I do. I do have a song. Okay. Yeah. One. 
one yes so you're yes. not going to tell us which song is it no <laughs> <laughs> um um it's you know the jesus collective is so dear to my heart um i think one of the reasons is because um it's such a beautiful um how can i so how can i call it i don't want to call it an organization and it's not um it's a ministry, mm. you know, because as much as we're all musicians and we're worshippers, um, but the, at the forefront of it all is the ministry side of it. You mm. know? Um, so the Jesus Collective, what we do is we just put up concerts in areas that don't normally have concerts. Oh, yeah. And um, so we put concerts together in areas that are that that we wouldn't necessarily get the ch- opportunity to go most mm, of the time mm. you know and it's a free concert and people can come and we make sure that we do an altar call and mm. and 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 that's why i call it a ministry because that is the heart of it it's all. beyond music it's beyond music um but it's more of the fact that we know that me- god gave us music as um, a means to touch the lives of people and that's exactly what we do we use the tool of music to draw men to the event and then when they're there we make sure that we give them jesus Mm. Mm. and we present jesus to to them with his grace and love and beauty yes and 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 that's that's why i'm saying it's it's so dear to my heart because that's ministry and that's the heart of of you know, mm, he said mm. go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creations mm. you know, and that's exactly what mm. the jesus collective is okay about. no that's yeah. that's that's nice and you've been talking about the different sound you're coming from tent vibes but your your songs it's contemporary how do you define your song <laughs> how do i define my songs Eish. <sighs> no idea <laughs> i i think yo because the thing is even though i'm a people would call me a contemporary artist mm. but i still have you traditional, still have traditional uh, sides of me yeah. you know um and that's because of where i grew up you know grew, growing up in church and and everything you know you you always have that element you would say i you know uh, let me take it home let me have fun with it you know so um but man i think i i think my sound is a song of the lord mm. you know whatever mm. song god has put in my heart at that time i think that's that's the sound that i okay. I, I produce okay. at that moment okay. okay okay before we conclude uh earlier on you spoke about anxiety and somewhere along the way you overcame depression our generation these days like we are depressed anxiety and yeah. all of that how did you over overcome overcame Come. yeah okay. overcome overcome <laughs> depression <laughs> <laughs> yeah um how did i overcome depression oh man it's it's first of all before you continue because yeah. sometimes like you'll get someone say no man you don't play enough you can't yeah. be depressed i boo <laughs> i boo Kassin, it goes beyond that you know and then the thing about um depression is that there are certain levels to it <clears throat> um as well and we cannot um 
we cannot nullify the fact that there are levels to depression and the fact that there are certain levels of depression where it's necessary for there to be medication. And that's important. Mm. You know, people shouldn't be embarrassed about that and people shouldn't shy away from that, including Nazi, Jerome Zimbaga Christ. I believe, Uti, um, God, um, you know, made sure, Uti, there are tools available, there's medication available, and that there are doctors available that are able to assist us in situations like that. Just like Uma Upuge Umlenze, there's a doctor to help fix that. Even with depression as well and anxiety, there are doctors that God has equipped to be able to help and to, you know, to help with that. And and I think as Abazalwane, we really need to get this out of our heads. Uguti depression is just... I'm a demon. Yeah, but no, it's beyond... possessed. You know, you know, there are levels to it. Um, and and we can we mustn't take away from the fact that there are people who need to be medicated for it. And futsi singaba and singaba bugeli pansi situ ya shuleka ushulwa ushulwa ena utanda zo ushulwa ushulwa udila na matimon because that's not the truth, you know. Um, you know, uh, well in my case of depression, um, my my case wasn't as extreme as needing medication. Um, but I think I was on that road though. Um, but I believe God took me out of it before mm. it reached that stage. Mm. Um, I always say that I'm blessed to be surrounded by such a solid system um, of family and friends um, who really, man, who've seen me through it all, mm. you know, and who are there for me every step of the way. Um, I remember even my mom during my depression because my mom's a nurse so she knows these things mm-hmm. you know so um it was really um getting advice from her and also reading up about how i was feeling and what i was going through and getting help and also speaking to certain people as well um this this therapists and so forth and um ironically god used the radio station um to help me with it okay. um, i um out of the blue, I just had an idea. And I really believe that that was a Holy Spirit, man. Mm, I just mm. I had an idea of I wanted to go to uh, Rainbow FM. I went to Rainbow FM. I called, at that time, it was Apostle Ronnie. Do you remember Apostle Ronnie Ron, Johnson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he was doing the uh, afternoon drive on Rainbow. And I, I called him. I was like, Pastor Ronnie, I would love to come by the station and just volunteer just for one, one of your shows and just be there. Just to co-present with you just for one of your shows and he said oh my darling <laughs> <laughs> you know pastor ronnie was just like the sweetest man ever with so much love um and he was like yes why why should why why are we making just a, making it a once off mm. think about it come back again. yeah come 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 back to me i don't want to make it a once-off thing so it's like huh Okay, maybe let me do this one and then we can speak after the show. After this, like, okay. okay. Cool. So then I went and I did that one show and it was great. I actually had fun, mm. you know, being, I was like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. I love speaking. It's it's nice. As much as, I, as I'm an introvert and, and kind of shy and withdrawn by nature, it was kind of cool, we'll see, to be able to speak 
because people can't see me. <laughs> it's know? not like you're uh, on camera. Yeah, exactly. And it was it was it was a really great space. You know, I believe that God used um, my my volunteering at that radio station for me to find myself again, mm. to find my voice again, to really figure out some things internally. And because it was the one thing that I had that was outside of everybody else. Um, because the, the thing about my depression was that I was so focused on taking care of everyone else that I'd neglected to take care of me. Mm. I was a mother, I was a wife, I was a minister, I was a church goer, I was mm. serving in church, but I forgot to serve me, mm. you know. And um, those are one of the things that, that really caused me to fall into the depression was that I had neglected self-care mm. and self-love. And through going through the radio station thing, I was there twice a week. Um, I really started to find myself again. I really mm. started, God used it to heal me. Um, God used Pastor Ronnie to speak into my life. And, and I really um, thank God for that. Wow. I love wow. Rainbow wow. <laughs> No, thank you, Rainbow. Thank you, Pastor Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before you conclude, how, how are your vocal cords? Are they okay? Uh, no. Cats. <laughs> <laughs> Clima. Okay, Clima. sharp, Cats. sharp. We're gonna we gonna clima that some other time. <laughs> but uh we have to give you this just to say thank you for for ministering to us. Oh, I, thank I, you. I I know here. We 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 are tengela. Yeah. <laughs> so we just had to to say man, let's uh, my brother, the camera there. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Let us honor you while you are still with us here. Yeah? And thank you for coming through. Thank you so much. It was a lovely an hour. Was it an hour? I think so. Yeah, it was one hour. One hour and more. Uh, five minutes. I <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. said, yeah. but and uh, there's still more. There's but, but hey, that's the thing. There's still more, actually. So but more we're say. just gonna say thank you for coming thank through. You. It it means a lot to me and the team here. Yeah? This you. bunch of clowns, but I love them. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, I'll just ask you to to some speak to some life, to some kids there who's trying to be in the industry. Because the industry is full of sharks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> so oh, just speak sharks. life to them, motivate them. Or even tell no, don't come there. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. Um, what can I say, man, to try and encourage someone? Well, first of all, make sure that you have the gift. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the first criteria <laughs> is make sure that the gift and the talent is there. Um, uh, you know, some people have been lucky to get away with a couple of things, even though the gift is a little shaky, but it's make not, sure, it's yeah. not, they are not strong that in the Lord, you know, they are not that blessed, you know, but make sure that you have an extremely extraordinary gift. I think that's the first thing. Um, as much as it is also said that talent alone is not enough. Um, so with that talent and with that gift, make sure that your character is able to sustain you mm. um, because the talent won't be able to sustain you, but your character will. 
So make sure that you're strong in character, you're strong in the Lord, um, because there's going to be a lot of adversity in the industry. Um, I remember, like you said earlier, that when I started, you're wasting your time. Uh, you're not going to sell. Your music is not going to sell. Wins are any. You know, you know, but you know, because God had spoken a word into my life and I knew without a doubt in my mind that this is what God had called me and purpose for me to do. I decided to shut out all the noises and continue on the path that God had set before me. So my thing to you is make sure that you heard clearly from God pertaining to what you have to do and what your purpose and your calling is. Because if you have heard a word from God, then there is nothing that anyone can ever do to take that away from you. Hold on to that word from the Lord and it will surely come to pass. Scripture says, that his word does not return to him void, but it accomplishes that which he has sent it out for. So hold on to that word that God has spoken to you concerning your purpose. Hold on to the word of God. Hold on to faith. There's no way that you can survive this without faith. (laughs) There's no way you can survive this industry without faith. Sometimes you're going to have to go against the current, do the complete opposite of what everyone else is doing because God is sending you that way and it's okay. Don't feel bad about it. You don't have to be like everybody else. You don't have to be ordinary. It's okay to stand out. Um, I truly believe that, um, God is raising up a generation that's going to stand out and be clear, uh, particularly Mm. with what God has called them to do and what he has, um, called them to accomplish in this earth for his glory. So do not be afraid if you're one of those that are going to be standing out because that is what God wants. He wants a generation that will rise up, that will be against the ordinary, that will be extraordinary, that will be called for his purpose and for his glory and make sure that they do everything that God has pertained, um, has set out for them to do. So it won't be easy, but trust me, it will be fulfilling. Mm. And there is nothing... Um, more fulfilling than having peace when you go home to sleep Mm. you know um, that's the beauty about being in God's purpose and in God's plan and calling is that when you go to bed there is just this peace because you know Woodsy I've done what God has called me to Mm. do and there's nothing that anyone can say about that so continue in the Lord persevere be patient It might take time. Not all of us are going to blossom instantly. Some of us, it's going to take time. So persevere. Be patient. Don't give up. Remember who you are in God and remember whose you are. For greater is he that is in you than the one that's in the world. And he said that he would never leave you nor forsake you. So focus on him and focus on his word and don't give up. My favorite scripture in the Bible is Galatians 6 verse 9. Mm-hmm. This is my go-to verse when I'm 
at my lowest, mm. when I'm at my worst, when I feel like, yo, I've been doing this, but God, you said I must do this, and I did that. But I, like, yeah, like I've been, you know, you know, and I've been doing good. I've been doing things your way. I haven't um, tainted your name in the in 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 the industry that I'm in. Like, Tanti, what's going on? Why am I not reaping the rewards that I'm supposed to? Mm. You know, and I always go back to the scripture, which is Galatians chapter six, verse nine. It says, do not grow weary in doing good. Yes. For in due season, you will reap a harvest if you don't go, if you don't give up. So that's it. Do not grow weary in doing good. For in due season, you will reap a harvest if you don't give up. So that's my word to you even today. Thank you. That don't get tired of doing good. God is with you. In due season, you will reap a harvest. Just make sure you don't give up. Thank you. Last question. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Is there an exploitation in the gospel industry? Definitely. Okay. I'm not going to get into this. (laughs) (laughs) There definitely is. There definitely is. But do you know what my husband taught me? He said, um, um, sometimes where there's exploitation, you have to see opportunity. Ah. Thank you. He's a wise man, that guy. He's a wise <laughs> man, that guy. You, That's my thank husband. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. He said, sometimes mm. where there's exploitation, see an opportunity. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, ma. <laughs> Guys, Kimna, uh, the self-appointed gospel, South African gospel music ambassador. Kere mor kere kitalewon on the next episode. Morama taupan moratipan. Don't forget to subscribe, to like, and comment. And share with other kids. I'll see you on the next episode.